Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media, and I'm here for this week's Five Minutes with Discussion. This week, I'm speaking to Mark Singer, who is a director at Excel4. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm very well, Rich. How are you today? I'm doing just fine, thank you. So you guys uh, are making some hay in the OTA space, the uh, over-the-air updates, uh, mostly for automotive. Is that true? That's correct, but um, I'd love to expand the conversation. I think OTA updates are only half of the solution that the automotive space is really needing at this time. Uh, okay, OTA what's the other implies, half? Yeah, OTA implies a data push, and I think that uh, what the industry is really looking for is a bi-directional pipeline. It's data push and data pull. It's pushing updates to, but also pulling real operational data from uh, in the automotive space. And, and, but doesn't and then that once, require, wouldn't that require something has to happen at the other end? Because um, these devices are not set up for bidirectional, right? Exactly so. Uh, and that makes it a, a question of how you construct a bidirectional pipeline, what, what, what you need to create that bidirectional pipeline, and then what it is that you're trying to connect over the bidirectional pipeline. Okay, so why don't you answer those questions that you just asked? Very good. So the first one is, what are you trying to connect? Our perspective, um, if, if I could borrow the vocabulary from the Internet of Things uh, arena, uh, in the automotive space, uh, some people have taken the, um, the view that the car is a thing on the Internet of Things. We, we reject that notion. It's not the car that's a thing. It's the end electronics devices in the car. So the backup camera is a thing, or the uh, tire pressure monitor system is a thing, or the uh, emissions control uh, device uh, controller is a thing. These are things that you would want to reach from the cloud, uh, from an OEM server, to uh, install new software, the over-the-air update, but also to pull real operational data from them. Uh, and then, okay, so uh, if if I could challenge you there, is it overkill to have all that stuff be able to be updated? I mean, is is it really necessary to do all that, and and is it worth the expense of of doing that? So um, that's an interesting question. Um, there are examples already coming into the market, in particular from uh, one very innovative Silicon Valley automotive startup. Uh, that uh, has managed to create an environment where the car that you bought in 2015 works better in 2018 than it did when you bought it. And I would ask you and your, uh, your listening audience to consider, when was the last time you actually bought a car that got better over time? Okay, this, you make a very good point. Yeah, <laughs> this is an issue that's kind of turning uh, turning the conventional wisdom in the auto uh, arena on its on its ear. Uh, the concept here is cars that learn from the experience of the whole fleet, and cars that can get better over time. They can become more efficient. They can become uh, more productive. They can have new features added. 
And uh, this is something that uh, is not the tradition of the automotive market, but is absolutely now within reach in the automotive market if you can build a bi-directional pipeline to the end devices in the car. So tell me where we are today with this technology. Where does, where does, it, where does it stand now? Uh, it's, it's ready for deployment now. It's, it's ready for deployment to the automakers, which then brings it into uh, the market in the, in the development cycle time of, of new model cars. Uh, we even have some uh, things that we've done to help speed the development cycle issue for the automakers as well. Um, the construct of the pipeline is an embedded software construct. Uh, it is a server-client-agent architecture. Uh, you have uh, the, the server components which will be managing uh, the interface to the fleet of cars. Within each vehicle, you typically have one client. The client is the center point, the master, if you will, in the vehicle. And, uh, and the agents, the agents are uh, embedded software components at the end devices. And by using this server client agent architecture, uh, you have abstraction layers that allow you to make all of the differing end devices, and there may be many dozens in, in one car, to make all the differing end devices look the same to the server through the client. And this is what allows you to create a mechanism that crosses in the network boundaries, uh, operating system boundaries, and even differing processing and memory resource availability in the end devices. That's really interesting. Uh, we're almost out of time here. Would you just explain to me quickly um, what is Salesforce's play here? We have created this pipeline, which we refer to as eSync, uh, the server client agent architecture. And uh, we have created now an open industry alliance uh, to promote and uh, further pursue the eSync platform. We refer to that as the eSync alliance. And this allows uh, third party companies to actively participate to create their own eSync compliant uh, products and uh, to help promote and further develop this concept of the bi-directional pipeline reaching the end devices in the car. Excellent. That's great. And where would somebody go to find out more information? Uh, you can visit XL4 at XL4.com and you can find the eSync Alliance at esyncalliance.org, E-S-Y-N-C alliance.org. That's perfect. Thank you very much. That was Mark Singer. He was this week's guest on 5 Minutes Swift, and he's with Excel4, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Have a great day, Mark. Thank you. Thank you, Rich.